Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. I'm Richard Bliss, the host. This is episode... You know what? This episode is really kind of a... I'm going to squeeze this one up in. It's actually episode 115. We're bumping another episode because so, you know so occasionally something happens and I wanted to get on the phone and talk to um, Angie Noonham, An- Angela Hickman Noonham. Angie, how'd I do? That's good. Okay. Because... Um, her project, Story Realms, is no longer called Story Realms. If you've been following on Kickstarter, there's a great game. Uh, came out through Game Salute. Uh, got a lot of publicity, a lot of attention. Great idea. And Angela has been on the show before. But suddenly an announcement went out tonight that said the game no longer exists under that name. A new name exists. And I thought, you know what? Even though I know she's off to somewhere and we're keeping a bunch of people waiting, I wanted to get her on the show and let's talk about it. Angela, thanks for joining me. Thanks, Richard. Especially on such short notice. I appreciate that. Oh, that's okay. Thanks for having me. Okay, so we have to be careful on this conversation because there are some legal issues that you have to be careful that you don't talk about, right? A little bit, yeah. Okay, so let's, we'll, we'll be careful here. Here's, so tell us Story Realms, the game, what's happened. Tell us, what, so tell us the news. Everybody's been reading about it, but tell us the news. Okay, so uh, in December, we received a cease. So we had our successful Kickstarter project. It ended in October, uh, October 4th, and we raised $87,000 uh, with 887 backers. And we were, you know, overwhelming success. Um, so we've just been nose down working on the game, trying to get it ready for publication to come out later this year. And uh, in December, we received a cease and desist letter from uh, from a lawyer in Canada, actually, who uh, told us that that their client had a trademark on the name Story Realm and that we were, you know, that in their opinion, we were violating their trademark and that we uh, needed to stop immediately. So, so, um, so we're not going to go into the legality of whether you were violating it or whether you were not. The end result from a financial standpoint is you made a decision, right? Yeah, we consulted lawyers, you know, um, and we we do feel like we did not violate their trademark, and that's that. That was our legal opinion. But um, what it comes down to with the Kickstarter campaign, it's really interesting because it's not just me and Julian's project anymore, and it's not even just our project plus Game Salute's project. It's all of our backers' project too, and so we had to really look at it from the int- the the perspective of what's best for everyone. And while we feel that we could have defended our use of Story Realms, we feel that we we that it was not the right move to do specifically because of our backers. They really believed in us and supported us and, and trademark litigation, um, even successfully defending your trademark takes a long time. I mean, we were looking, our lawyer quoted that an average case is uh, over seven years to f- by the time you're done defending it. And we wanted to get this game out to people. And so, although we love, love our name story realms, we really feel that that was the captured the essence of our game and we really built a lot of things to to kind of reinforce that into the game um we started looking at what other options we had we did try to negotiate um with with them but it was uh unsuccessful so um so we're rebranding the game um fortunately it hadn't gone to print yet so we're just gonna you know um put it out there to people uh and and try you know we're losing a lot in in advertising and word of mouth and um stuff we've worked really hard over the last year and a half to kind of brand story realms and get get the word out there to people and i know that they're you know while we had a lot of supporters on our kickstarter we also have a lot of people who are watching and waiting to see what happens with the game and so um we're really looking to try to you know just raise awareness that it's the same great game but the new name is called storm hollow a storyboard game and i and and i'd like 
and I, and I told you this, that tagline, a storyboard game, that's a great tagline. Well, it's really something that is essential to our game. I mean, our game is is you know a hybrid between a, a role playing game and a board game. It's it straddles that space of being you know purely about storytelling. And there's a board and pieces and cards, so it's like a board game, but it's also very much a storytelling game. And one thing that's unique about story or about Storm Hollow <laughs> is that. Um, we have this map and this board, and as you go through each adventure, you put these art cards onto the scene structure. So there actually is a there's a board in the game, and as you tell the story, you put out these art cards that actually visually storyboards the adventure for you, like you would with a with a comic or a movie script that you're writing. You know, so you actually build each scene. You put down the art card, and it builds a physical storyboard. Um, so we thought that that was really a great way to capture the essence of what our game is about. It's a storyboard game. It's a and you make a storyboard. That's the main, and that's how you plan your adventures. That's how you play your adventures, and it really captures what what we were trying to do. And Storm Hollow is the name of the world that we um, that we've created. This this first world that we've decided to explore. Um, we had hoped, you know, with the idea of, of story realms, we had hoped that there would be other realms in the future, and we still have that that potential. So now we have this idea of a storyboard game is something that kind of marks what makes our game special. Um, and so if we go to another world, we can have a storyboard game in another world yeah and, th- and that becomes the connecting brand uh, angela how did ha- so it obviously came as a bit of a shock <laughs> yeah right and and you're thinking wait a minute we we did our due diligence we went and checked right so what, what advice are you going to pass along to somebody who's in the similar situation so uh, my big advice for people who are starting up a Kickstarter project or trying to build up a brand or trying to, you know, engage in social media and look at is to not just look at a Google search, but to go to the U.S. trademark, um, you know, check trademark searches, look for anyone who has some kind of claim on that name and look into what they're they're doing. The issue isn't really whether I mean, the, the thing is, is in our case, we really feel like we didn't do anything, but we still have to give up our name because it's too much of a risk to to have this pending thing out there. So I don't know exactly how to say that you can fully protect yourself from this, but I do feel like it's a lot more than just going to Board Game Geek and making sure no one else has a name, a, a, a game with that name when you pick a game or whatever your project is. Um, and uh, and I think that, that really securing your social media presence and doing you know your the websites that might be related to your game um and really looking for something that is unique that stands out about your game um and finding you know finding that space and we we did try to do that um but i really wish we would have known what the risks were when we chose our name in the first place uh because because maybe we could have been more diligent or maybe we could have preempted this situation somehow i'm, I'm so not let's let's talk about that then just real quick um and i know you don't have a lot of time and i appreciate you taking the time again on short notice and i know there's people waiting oh that's okay this conversation we're gonna play magic the gathering but uh, they, it's okay all right we'll, we'll be all right You're, okay um what would have you what would you have done differently okay now you have some hindsight here you've gone through this experience okay what would you have done differently that's a really good question. Um, I I feel like I should have an answer to that. Well, it's possible you're right in the so thick in the middle of it because it is. It's right. Today was the day that you made the decision to make the formal announcement. Yeah, and we've been going over and over names for a month and a half. You wouldn't believe how hard it was to pick a name the second time. Um, 
around too, because we had all these additional considerations. So what I would have done differently is I think the biggest thing is the trademark issue. Um, I would avoid something that has even a similar trademark, even though we're not like, you know, you can't trademark a, a word for anything. You, you trademark it for a specific purpose. And even though this trademark is not for board games and doesn't cover what we're doing, the fact that there is a similar trademark out there means that if they were to sue us and we were to go to court, a judge could look at this and say, hey, Story Realm, Story Realm, that's kind of the same. I'm going to put an injunction on it. I'm going to put a hold while we sort this all out. And that's our biggest fear right now is that there would be a hold put on the game and we would have to wait. And so um, so I think that the, that the trademark, looking into trademark searches and staying away from anything that has even a remotely similar um, feel if you can, or securing the trademark yourself before you launch your project because of the fact that it's this one little bit of space that is such a complicated and messy legal area. I mean, our lawyer sent me pages and pages of stuff to read and, re- you know, so that I could understand the situation better because I just kept saying, but wait a minute, but wait a minute, why can't we keep, like, I don't understand, you know, um, right. if, if we didn't do anything wrong, why can't we keep our name? And And it's because trademark law is so specific and not specific it it says the look and feel the i mean there's so many little weird loopholes with it so my suggestion for people would be to really to use the um the uspo uspo a trademark search you can go online and do it um and and use that to make sure that your your um your name is in the clear i i heard that on another episode of your podcast well after we had picked our name but i um I think it was her name was Kim, who's a toy buyer. She was saying that that yeah. people will suggest things all the time with with names that are that are trademarked or that are not going to work. And um, I just really want to reiterate that point to people that even if the trademarks are not the same, or even if it doesn't cover, you still might want to look for something more unique. Um, and, just, and just and just for a clear shout out, that's Kim Vandenbroek, who is uh, the Game Isle, and you can right find, right you can find her website and her Twitter handle, the Game Isle. So she has great advice. That's correct. Yeah, some really great advice there. And I had we were already. When I heard that episode, we were already mired in the situation, and I was like, oh, if only I'd even thought of that. So my biggest advice to people would be really to do your due diligence to secure your name as best you can across social media, across the internet, and maybe even look into the trademark situation um, just to make sure that that you are as protected as possible because – you know, because this came out of nowhere for us, and we really didn't see it coming – well, and, I, know, I know there's a whole bunch of uh, – attorneys seem to play games a lot. Uh, in my gaming group, I think we have three or four attorneys. Um, hopefully they don't listen to my podcast. I know they do. And so I, yeah, I can make some attorney joke. But uh, the thing is is that what's nice is that you've got attorneys out there who play games, uh, gaming and this trademark law. Uh, it might just be worth reaching out. My advice is, and that I think that I've had a couple of attorneys on the show, and I'll probably now go get one to explain to us trademark law. That would be amazing. Yeah, just <laughs> help us understand, please. But um, in in your case, what was I going to say? I was going to say that uh, it's hard without having gone through the experience to be able to convince someone early on in the process that investing in an attorney is a well-spent dollar. Yes, absolutely. I don't know what we would have done. I mean, without our attorney, um, we're we're in a position where where we did um, 
have access to legal counsel, and it was very, very important to us. And of course, GameSlew has lawyers who were also brought into the the discussion here. Um, but it's not something that uh, I would have ever thought of. It's only thanks to my my um, business partner Julian that we even had, you know, someone to to consult. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. And let's. And since we're talking about this. Uh, I introduced you to a, a site that you've taken advantage of, and uh, let's talk about it real quick. Okay. Uh, we talk about trademarking, but if you if you have a game or you have an entity, a property, a company, and you're looking to put it out there, there's a website that I'm going to recommend to you. Um, Angela and I have talked about it a little bit, uh, uh, not on this call, but uh, it's called Noem.com. That's K-N-O-W-E-M.com. You go out to Noem. You type in whatever you want to own. So in my case, uh, Game Whisper. You know, I typed in Game Whisper, and boom, it shows you all all the top social media sites, and it shows you which one. I call it a handle. I'm old. That comes from the CB talk, um, but the handle for those listeners who don't know who are too young, CBs were citizen band radios. You put them in your car, and you could talk to people in your car, and it was legal. Unlike in California where it's illegal to pick up something and talk to your – see? So, no, a CB handle, whatever. So you get to pick your name that you want and you can get a consistent name across YouTube, I guess, Facebook, across LinkedIn, I guess, Twitter, uh, Pinterest, uh, WordPress. And so go out to noem.com if you've got a game idea or a company idea or something and go secure your name right now. I swear, half the time on my shows, Angela, I'm always telling people, go do this right now. Right now. Right do it now. right now. Seriously, this is an amazing resource. When you pointed it out to me, I was like, I, I just I hadn't even considered some of these social media um, options. I mean, just just having those those that collection available, look at of of where you can go and um, you know promote your your project is amazing. And then you can look at the domain name availability. You can look at tra- registered trademark availability. Um, Again, with the trademark stuff, I, I really can't recommend enough um, consulting an attorney about that, especially if you're, you know, trying to do a big project like what we've got going on. I mean, we were really trying, you know, we ended up, I think our launch lineup something like eight products now. So we were really making a, a brand, not just a single game. And there is, there's a lot to protecting your IP and, um, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people who just never would have thought we needed to worry about that, Um you know, we definitely weren't trying to step on anyone else's toes, and we did, we did look, but we and we just didn't think that it was you know relevant. So, I guess you know, again, I'll reiterate that even if it doesn't seem like it's relevant, it might be in the future. So consider what your um, what your risks are as you as you choose your name and as you go promote a brand. Um, if you don't if you don't own the trademark for it, I mean there is common law trademark and all kinds of other stuff, but but legal defense is really expensive, so there's that too. Yeah, to consider. Well, we certainly, you know, I've always with Richard Bliss with my initials, I always thought I'd do something like start a restaurant, you know, R B because Richard Bliss R B's. So, <laughs> ah, dang, that one's taken, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's my lame joke for the day. Angela, <laughs> thank you so much for taking the time to uh, to talk to us about this. You know what? We need to have you back on the show, don't we? Uh, yeah, I've got some ideas for your listeners. Because um, you guys had a rock solid, rock and Kickstarter project, and you had some specific goals going into it that you hit. 
Um, and we really need to talk about that. So uh, let's get you back on the show, and we're going to okay. talk about how to run a really successful Kickstarter project because you guys are the experts. I call you <laughs> being a five-minute expert. All you have to do is know five minutes more than the person behind you. <laughs> well, we definitely, you know, we didn't have the most successful project out there in the world or anything like that, but we had a really solid campaign with a really, if you look at our graph, like on KickTrack, it had, it was just solid. It, you know, it was, it was it, it was amazing. We had an overwhelming amount of support from our backers and we reached every one of our stretch goals and, and just were able to make the game, you know, exactly how we dreamed it would be. So well, it, it was very successful for us. It was an amazing campaign. So let's, uh, let's have you back. Hang in there. You've got a lot of fans who are rooting for you and a lot of support and friends and support out there that maybe you aren't aware of. So uh, keep, keep your chin up and go yeah. enjoy your... Uh, well, well, thank you. And also, I just want to, you know, I uh, appreciate this opportunity to say something. We've had kind of a gag order on for the last month or so while we sorted all this out. So we haven't been able to do a lot of updates or, or show off the art for the game or really, you know, talk about the campaign or do anything right now. But now that that's up, um, if anyone has any, you know, questions or wants to, to talk to us about, you know, I'd be happy to... I'm I'm available on social, you know, on Twitter at Growing Up Gamers or, you know, Escapade Games okay, at Gmail. Hang on, that was that. How are you available on Twitter? Growing Up Gamers. Growing Up Gamers. I just wanted to say it so everybody can understand it. Sorry. Growing Up Gamers. Um, our game, you know, our game company is Escapade Games. Um, our okay. new game name is Storm Hollow. So, if, But if you get a hold of me, if, you know, if anybody has any questions, I'm happy to, to share our experiences. And, um, you know, I've gotten so much from getting advice from other people and networking with other people, as we talked about last time, that I'm more than happy to be available as a resource for anyone who's going into to making a Kickstarter project. I don't think I'm an expert, but I'm definitely, uh, you know, excited and enthusiastic and have lots of ideas. So, well, you, uh, you've done great and we appreciate your willingness to share. Go off enjoying yourself. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Richard. Have a great night. You too. You've been listening to funding the dream on Kickstarter. Our special guest has been Angela Hickman Noonham, who has, uh, been dealing with trademark violations or whatever we want to call it. Uh, trademark stuff with her Story Realms game that has now been changed officially to Storm Hollow, a storyboard game. You can find that out on the Game Salute website. We appreciate her joining us. Hopefully you've heard something that has been unfortunately tonight wasn't so inspiring, but at least we know that uh, we have somebody that we can root for and, and, and give them some support. Thank you for listening. Take care. <laughs>